0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Set in Los Angeles in 1998, Pink Skies Ahead follows Winona, played by Jessica Barden, who, after dropping out of college and moving back home to live with her parents, is diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Skeptical of her doctor's opinion, she hasn't had panic attack after all. Winona carries on her lifestyle as usual, Only, only when things begin to truly unravel does she reluctantly decide that things could be, not as she wants, but as they are. The film is called Pink Skies Ahead, and we're joined today by the director as well as the writer, and that would be Kelly Oxford. Kelly, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I appreciate you being here. The sense of the film is very personal. It feels like a very personal project, and to the extent that some of the um, plot points may have been some part of your life, how do you go from being a novelist and essayist to saying I want to turn what I've done into a film? I mean, what what was that process like for you?
1: Um, well, I was a, I was I've been a a working screenwriter since. Um... 2010, but this story was the first one that was was very personal to me. It was based on an essay. It was um, autobiographical. Of course, for the script, the only part of it that I I kept as autobiographical was Winona's arc of feeling like something was wrong with her, getting physical um, issues, being diagnosed, mm-hmm. and and then sort of being in like a denial phase of of her diagnosis, into realizing that she does indeed have uh, a mental condition. She does have uh, anxiety disorder, and and then you know giving her hope that the future is going to be okay because you know my future was okay. So I wanted to to end the movie on on some hope. Um, that things were gonna be okay, even though she was taking a different path from maybe her friends or other people.
0: And it's a familiar story in the sense for anyone, man or woman in this era of your, in this time in your life where you're going through a lot of different changes, sort of the physical changes, the the perspective of your of your life, you're beginning to see the world very differently. And all of these things can trigger all kinds of different reactions and success at that age. Uh, can feel like it's a million miles away. What what you envision for your life as opposed to where you you think you are. So all of those things come into play in this film. And I think what really kind of separates this film from a lot of films that have taken on subjects like this is how grounded the film is and the characters are, particularly the parents. These are always roles, or not always, but often roles in films where they're kind of characters. Of, right. of parents and that sort of often skews the film in a different certain way I thought tonally you really captured something that's very relatable yeah. and I'm sh- just curious how important it was to find the sort of the the center for these very important characters in the film.
1: yeah yeah for sure I wanted to you know portray the parents as as I mean I'm a parent and I don't think if I wasn't a parent, I wouldn't have been able to write the parents the way I wrote them, you know, parents are just people that are a little bit older and have kids. So these parents, you know, they have, they have their own life, you know, they have their own jobs, they, they both have, you know, um, a relationship that's separate from their relationship with their daughter although they're trying to support her and they, these parents do support her, you know, like the mother is always trying to get her involved and, and, you know, the father gives her a job, even though it's a silly job to, you know, drive them around and maybe file a couple things at the office. And, and, and so the parents were doing what they thought that they could do to, to help their daughter, but I also gave them their own individual paths. I wouldn't say I gave them arcs at all. I definitely grounded them in, in their own character.
0: I think this is one of those things in life that it's really important and you don't realize it until much later in life that your parents are just regular people that if you saw them on the street and you met them, You'd form an opinion about them that may or may not be completely accurate, but it would. But they would be people onto themselves, not just that relationship that you add. Yeah. And that is a, that's a huge life lesson for I think for most people so is to see them as people, not just. I so
1: too. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And sometimes, you know, and, and sometimes that happens earlier if you, you know, if you become a parent young, like I did. I had that come to Jesus moment about my parents earlier than I think I would have if I hadn't had children really young. And and that always interests me and people became much more interesting when I realized that. You know, my my aunts had a whole life and and you know, my grandparents. Yeah. My grandparents have hopes and dreams too. They're not just people there that are supporting me. It's such a myopic point of view to think that that they aren't people and they they don't have their own dreams and and Hopes. they don't just
0: show up with the groceries right <laughs> <laughs> and and and, it, and it's true that and, and this is i mean i don't know about your family but i know so little about my grandparents that it's ridiculous and i i don't know if it's a generational shift it feels like this is different now where where children are our parents are willing to share with their children more about sort of the world they grew up in and yeah. and, and give them a better sense of themselves but yeah. my ger- my parents generation forget it
1: yeah, forget it. I it's, totally agree with you yeah I think
0: things you go
1: ahead. a lot yeah, I think yeah. things have progressed a lot yeah um for to- for talking and sharing. I mean, I don't think that that my movie would have been made ten years ago by any means. I think we've progressed a lot in in talking about mental health and yeah. and talking about family relationships and and um and yeah, so so I'm happy about that for sure
0: yeah. I want to get, I will get to that. I, I think this is obviously a core part of the story is mental health and about how whatever age you're at, whatever circumstances you find yourself in, it's often difficult to admit that there may be an issue, that you may not be as, as well um, moored to your to your life and to the people around you as you'd like. And so, and I'm so glad that it's presented the way that this story unfolds, it, it takes what I would say is how normal people would react. She is diagnosed fairly early in the film, but also she's been told before yeah. that she has these issues of anxiety. And I, I this is where I want to talk about Jessica Barden. This is a really hard role to pull off, to be a young person, and then to be able to convey all of the things that she, you ask her to do is to be a teenager exploring her life, but also at the same time being honest with herself. First of all, the casting of Jessica Barton, how did she come to the role, but also how you sort of your notes to her on how to play what you wanted out of her?
1: Um, I saw Jessica Barton first in End of the World on Netflix. And she was just such a dynamite actor. I always thought about her. I always thought about how she played that role just so, so deeply, so well. And then I found out that she had read my books and she followed me on Instagram and we started talking and I wrote this this movie and I thought, wow, that would be, you know, amazing if if she were available and I contacted her and she said she was free in May and I was free to start shooting in May. And I just thought, let's just make this movie as fast as possible before everybody changes their mind and takes their money back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how would you describe her, her take on on uh, the part, I, Winona? How she, would you?
1: She, she deals with anxiety herself we talked a lot about it. She kind of is the character, you know, she really took to it fast. I didn't, I didn't have to direct her in any way, but I did offer suggestions. So we'd have different, different takes of things. Like sometimes I'd ask her to, to be a little more rude in a scene or to be really light in a scene so that we could watch them all and deal with that in editing, depending on where the emotions were gonna be throughout the movie because I really wanted it to be paced well. Oh, right. So as a director, I did a bit of that because I I wanted everything to feel in the moment. I didn't want to be locked in to what my pre-production ideas were, which I could have easily just been like, I wanna shoot this scene this way and I wanna do it this way and that would have worked and it might've been more expedient, but But when we were on set, I mean, Jessica's reactions and her instincts for acting are just so, so amazing that I really didn't have to do very much to help her with the character at all.
0: Yeah. There are parts of the film in her performance where honesty that she has, I I guess you could say that she's a little bit in denial. She doesn't want to face some of the things that, in her her life and, and the way that they're impacting her life. But at times she almost breaks the fourth wall. Right. There are times, you know, I, I almost there are times even sort of um, technically, she almost looks right into the camera at times yeah. to say yeah. things. And um, and I thought it it's again, it's not an easy thing to pull off and, and still feel natural and, and feel like this is the character and this is how someone in her situation would would uh react to it. Um, Is that a fair reading of how she... Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. And I, I really wanted to shoot it from... Like, I didn't get into a lot of arcs with other characters because I wanted to shoot it the way that you feel when you have anxiety, which is very myopic when you're stressed out and you're in crisis and so I wanted to shoot it and have the story really just be about her and how she's navigating through life rather than having a friend storyline and and a parent storyline other than the dad storyline who does have an arc which I won't get too into (laughs) because I don't want to blow the whole movie but um But that was also a part of, of what Winona was doing and, and she was, you know, spying on him to, to, you know, escape a little bit of her own, her own reality. You know, she goes right from a phone call with her doctor telling her to go see a therapist into spying on her dad. You know, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to deal with calling the therapist right away. She's going to preoccupy herself with something else right away. Right.
0: There's a couple of things I was, I I took notes as I was watching, (laughs) watching it the second time. um, And that is uh, there, there's a lot of references to instinct to live by your instincts, to sort of feel something and be able to trust yourself and going forward with that. Is that an intentional part of?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that people with um, people with mental conditions are so much more challenged than other people to um fit into society and fit into the, the the rules of society and and the rules of success and and when you can't follow those rules and you you know you you can't succeed you feel like you can't succeed you you still always have an instinct like i always had an instinct that i needed to write and and i went to to three different universities and just didn't feel like they were helping me with my writing at all. And I think it was a lot of anxiety on my part, but but I still wanted to write. So instead of being full-time in school, I liked working. I liked having a job. I liked making money. So I did that and I took, you know, night classes and I took screenwriting classes just little bits here and there. And that was my instinct. And it, and it worked out for me um, to follow that instinct.
0: Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Right. And, and I, I rem, rem, I didn't know what it was for a long, long time. And when I was what was, I realized how, in sort of instinctual you have to cope and you yeah. figure out ways to cope when you're dealing with something like that yeah. and i think people who are dealing with whatever it is on the spectrum of autism to asperger's to whatever it might be th- that is where you sharpen those skills yeah and i and i think that's how you you survive right and in in, yeah, in- absolutely. In the last couple of minutes, I've got with you uh, uh, just from, by the way, I want to remind our listener, we were speaking with the director, Callie Oxford, this wonderful new narrative film called Pink Skies Ahead. I don't think we're going to have time to get into too much technical stuff, but there was an awful lot of people lying on the floor during this. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a, if there is some message you're trying to send, because there's a lot of the, a lot of times people are lying down. It was, there just something about.
1: The, yeah, sh- the, I that's like a, a comfort, you know, it's a yeah. comfort, it's a grounding thing. And yeah. and I often find myself sitting on a floor, yeah. you know, <laughs> just sitting beside the bed, leaning on the bed, yeah. watching TV, getting off the couch, sitting on the ground. I, I think it's a real grounding thing, but I didn't even, I hadn't even thought of that. So I think that's, that's great that you, you saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just, you know, anyway, well, I want to, I want to congratulate you on the film, the writing, the dialogue's wonderful. It really, again, it feels like this is very much grounded in these characters in the, in the way that you would react. And I thought that you've got a great cast. You have Henry Winkler, who I just think, what are, what a sort of rebirth of his career over the last few years, yeah, Barry, yeah. and now this and others. I've, every time I see him now, I can't wait to see more of him. So, yeah,
1: he's so great. He's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah.
0: He really is. There's a lot of people in this film. Louis Pullman, who I believe is some lineage in the in the entertainment world, uh, Bill Pullman's son, and and uh, Marsha Gay, Mary J. Blige. There's a lot of great people in the film. So congratulations on a lot of levels here, but not not the least of which is a terrific uh, drama and very well done. The film again is called Pink Skies Ahead, and we've been joined today by the director and writer of the film, and that would be Kelly Oxford. Kelly, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. That was great.